This episode of Idaho Raised Dispatcher is the language of dispatch. From 10 codes to phonetic alphabet, dispatch is a language all on its own. This episode, we will go over the lingo that is dispatch. Where's your emergency? No one wants to make that call and hear those words. It could be the worst day of someone's life and they need help to get through it. That's where I come in, the voice behind the badge. 911 dispatchers are the unsung heroes of first responders. Join me as I start my journey as a 911 dispatcher. Welcome to Idaho Ray's Dispatcher. I'm Maria Wadsworth, and this is my journey. Don't you come back. This podcast is based on my personal experience as a dispatcher. My opinions and personal thoughts have no reflection of law enforcement or the department I work for. This all comes from my own observations and my story behind learning the ins and outs of dispatch and everything that goes into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Idaho Ray's Dispatcher. Today we are going to be discussing the language of dispatch. Dispatch is its own language. When you start working as a dispatcher, most of the talk that is heard on the radio sounds like gibberish. You don't really speak English unless it's on a 911 call, and that's just because you're communicating with someone outside of your department. When you speak, you're speaking in numbers and in codes and this kind of weird alphabet system. So to say it is confusing is really an understatement when you first get started. But learning the numbers, the 10 codes, and the phonetic alphabet is critical to the job and the safety of everyone. While learning the numbers and codes and that crazy phonetic alphabet, you also get to listen and learn the voices of the different people and deputies and officers that you're working with. As you learn their numbers, you will, you will begin to recognize the voice of the person that you're uh, talking to. You kind of start to put that number and that voice together on the radio. One of the Um, Officers usually has a special way of communicating, some more than others, um, which makes radio ear sometimes even harder to understand and to grasp. Um, One thing that someone said could be completely opposite of what they actually said, and it's just because you're developing that, that radio ear and you're trying to figure out 
you know, how, how they're speaking and how it's coming across the radio. Um, but it's definitely a learning curve and it does come with time. Um, along with that, speaking on the radio, a lot of times when we do communicate with people and when we talk, we're seeing them face to face. And so sometimes when people move their mouths and stuff, you can kind of better interpret what it is that they're trying to say. But where you're sitting in a dispatch room and that literally the only thing you're listening to is what's over the radio while you're doing, you know, while you've got five different screens up, you are not always able to fully register what it is that they're saying. But again, it does come with time. It eventually gets easier and you eventually start to understand and kind of essentially interpret each individual person that you're speaking with on the radio. So talking into the radio is obviously not a normal everyday task for most people. So when you talk into the radio, you know, we we kind of have to speak up. Um, Even when we think that we are being loud enough, um, sometimes, you know, you could actually sound like a church mouse to the person that's on the other side of it. So don't be afraid to talk loudly, you know, make sure that you're talking clearly because each one of us obviously has a different tone, different voice, different quirks about the way we speak. Um, The, you know, the deputies and the officers on the other end, you know, they're going to tell you if you're being too loud and they don't hesitate to tell you when you're being too quiet because, you know, they will tell you like, hey, we didn't understand that. Can you repeat yourself? Um, But as you're learning the radio and as you're learning to, you know, figure things out, you know, don't say sorry. Um, They're not looking for excuses. They're not looking for you to apologize. They're just wanting you to be confident. Say what you need to say. And if you needed to say it better or improve for next time, just do it. They have other things that they're worrying about that, you know, are not as bothersome to them as you might think that it is just when you're learning this process. Um, you know, with that being said, I actually had a, a, an officer, she came in, you know, shortly after I started working and that's one of the things that she addressed. She was like, don't say sorry. And like, she was kind of stern about it because it was like, we're not, we're not here to please people in the sense of they want the information they want it quick they want it fast move on keep going like they don't need you to go backwards and apologize for oh my gosh I said this wrong or I didn't give you this information um they know that you're learning they know that you're new to this and so their goal is to just get you in the habit of running information off quickly and efficiently so that they can do their job So with that being said, you know, as a dispatcher, there's a number of things that we do um, behind the scenes. And so, you know, a couple of those might be um, when giving out our officer numbers, um, like when we go to communicate with someone, um, instead of saying, you know, like, a number that's like 375 or, you know, 176 or 
330. That's how somebody might normally interpret a number, but when we say it over the radio, we break it up. So 176, 310, um, you know, 337. Those are just some examples of numbers and the way that we would communicate them over the radio. Um, And when we say our 10 codes, which for some people that may not understand, obviously you dispatchers probably know exactly what this is, but the 10 codes, um, you know, we, when we say those, we don't have to say each number. So an example, a common one that almost everybody knows is 10-4. So 10-4 is actually a code of like, copy that, I understood what you just said. Um, Another one would be like, you know, some people have heard the phrase, you got my six or whatever, like the, there are 10 codes for certain situations, for certain scenarios. And so like when we check on for our shift, we're 1041, which means you're coming to work and you're 1042 when you leave work. So that's an example of like the 10 codes, which like I said, it's a whole nother language. You know, when people get on scene, when people are en route, different things like that, we all have codes for all those different things. And so it's, it's very much just repetition and learning those over and over again. Um, also a thing that I wasn't used to, and some people naturally are better at it is military time. You know, when we give back our times, you know, if somebody, you know, checks on scene or whatever, like we have to, you know, give them times and constantly be recording that information, not just for ourselves, because we are keeping track of, you know, our deputies and our officers, but it's also for the, you know, for courts and for just record keeping in general, like we have to have a trail of what happened when it happened and et cetera. And so for military time, you know, if it's early hours of the morning, it's like 0125 when you give a a time back. Or if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, it's 200 hours, you know. And then if it's, you know, I don't even know, if it's 10 o'clock at night, it's 2200 hours. And so it's very, very abnormal for those of us that are not familiar with you know, different time, dealing with military time. We go from, you know, keeping track of different numbers for the officers and the deputies to our 10 codes to military time. And of course, we even have that phonetic alphabet, which for someone who is learning the phonetic alphabet, one of my trainers gave me a good idea that, you know, as you're driving home, or as you're, you know, passing cars down the road or whatever, take their license plate and sit, you know, and say it out letter by letter, number by number, just to get used to that habit and get into the habit of being reminded of that. So, you know, if I see a sign that just says exit, because that's general, you know, I'll say instead of saying exit, I'll say Edward X-Ray Ida Tom. And so, you know, making sure that it's a repetitious thing. It's a reminder every day of, I, I am learning a new lingo, but just kind of keeping it fun and flowing as you practice it, I think really helps. 
And so while learning the system and the language, you know, you've got to give, um, we have to give times to our officers. Um, I mentioned that before, which it's keeping track of everybody. Um, and they need the times every time, you know, they talk and check in with us. So if somebody says, you know, I need this plate number run, um, they give you the information and then before you stop talking for a minute, you know, you say, okay, 1605. And then they know that that's like, I'm done talking for a minute. I'll do my thing while you do your thing. Um, and then also like our medical people, you know, the quick response units, the ambulances are even our fire department people, they always have to get their times. And so they call back in and have us reread them, you know, what was their dispatch time, what was their in route time and so on. And again, this all is just, it's paper trail. It's keeping track and keeping um, information, you know, for whatever reason, it's just making sure that we have everything, you know, tracked and and keeping us informed essentially. Um, and the biggest thing with all of this is, you know, people say like practice makes perfect. And I always kind of hated that phrase because we're not perfect people. Like you can play a piece perfectly one time, let's say, but that doesn't mean every single time you're going to play it absolutely per to perfection. And so, um, for me, I like to use practice makes permanent, um, you know, we have to gain a lot of that muscle memory, um, which is critical because when, you know, you're trying to catch that information, um, it, it's, you know, seconds in between that can make a big difference. Um, and that's when you know that you're starting to get used to the process and catching things, you know, when you can quickly, you know, type in some information, but then you still have more information that's been retained from the information given and it is a lot and it definitely is overwhelming at times but just remember that for a lot of us this is new we've never done this before and so it's just a matter of repetition practicing whenever you can and you know eventually that muscle memory kicks in and it it will become second nature for you So I hope that this has been helpful for anybody and just informative for others. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Next time on Idaho Raised Dispatcher, we are going to be learning about the where's and why's. When you work for a county, there is a lot of area to cover and learn. Along that same line, why do we do the things we do? This episode, I will explain some of my challenges as well as general information about daily tasks that we tackle.